Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. While normally the courts at Melbourne Park would be a flurry of activity at the moment with Australian Open qualifying about to get underway. But uh, due to COVID restrictions, it's very different this year with a lot of players descending on the Middle East in a bid to make their way into the main draw at Melbourne Park for the Australian Open starting on February 8. 20 Australians, 11 men and 9 women will try to do their best to get into the draw when they play in the Middle East uh, coming up very shortly. And one of the men... Uh, that is about to head over is Andrew Harris, who's been good enough to join us on the line. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Very, very different uh, this year. Just take us through, uh, first of all, when do you fly out uh, for the Middle East? Uh, so I fly out tomorrow night at like 10.30 p.m. So it gets me in at I think 5.30 in the morning on the 6th in Doha. It is very different. Uh, you've been at a physio appointment this morning. I'm assuming everything with the body's A-OK? Yeah, no, the body's actually been feeling the best it's felt in probably over a year. I've had some, some back issues uh, previously and during this year where I've struggled, but changed up a bit of my off-court training and, uh, yeah, I'm feeling really ready to go. What's Just take us through what 2020 was like for you. I mean, obviously with tennis a lot of the time, a lot of the focus is on on the big guns and there's been a lot of talk about who's played and who hasn't played uh, in 2020, but what was the year like for yourself? Um, it was actually a bit of a tough year, to be honest. I mean, I was overseas in American Canada early in the year, um, just playing some challenges, so the, just the one tier below the tour level. Um, and then, yeah, March came along, and I was about to play another tournament, and then that's when, obviously, the COVID all blew up. And then got home, did my two-week self-isolation, and then, yeah, then it was just sort of like a holding pattern to, to figure out when the tour will resume. Initially, they said six weeks, but then obviously that got dragged out. Um, all those months and you know we had I was in Melbourne the whole time so we had to deal with the stage three and stage four restrictions so that was obviously pretty tough and just like just the uncertainty of when the tour will resume Um, and I actually had some back issues I got a procedure done on my back that sort of kept me out of training for a couple months and then yeah then I finally was able to get back up and going for French Open which was in I think I left in September August, September, and uh, yeah, it was just sort of, everything was sort of last minute and just, you know, couldn't really plan well, and yeah, it was a bit a bit difficult uh, mentally, obviously, coming from all the lockdowns as well, it was tough, but uh, hopefully, hopefully this year will be better, but who knows. Yeah, it is tough, I guess, with COVID, still a big problem overseas, that's going to affect uh, tennis a lot. You mentioned the back procedure there, uh, back injuries can be tricky, and uh, it's a bit of a worry when we hear sportsmen have back procedures. What exactly did you have done, and, and how's it feeling right now? Um, yeah, so I've had a history of uh, back issues with like bulging discs in my back and um, I actually just got a procedure, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's where they uh, inject some stuff into your, into my disc and it like burns, it burns some of the disc to sort of shrink it so it doesn't bulge. Um, so I actually had that same procedure about seven years ago and actually helped like significantly. 
but this time I didn't find it it did as much and um yeah so I sort of went over to French Open pretty underdone and probably shouldn't have been playing to be honest but then since I've come home I've changed up my training I'm actually I'm actually not lifting weights anymore I'm doing a different form of training called uh, DNS my back's been feeling so much better and uh yeah it's the most it's probably the most ready I've felt in yeah, over a year, which is good. Speaking to Australian tennis player Andrew Harris, who's about to head over to Doha in a bit to make his way into the main draw for the Australian Open. Now, you mentioned that change in, in training there. What, what specifically does that entail now that, you, as you say, it's a different program and you're not in the gym uh, doing weights anymore? Yeah, so I think the, the weights are just sort of aggravating my back, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a relatively new sort of training. To, it's pretty difficult to describe, but the best sort of, easiest way is sort of like a modified form of yoga so it's much more much more technical than yoga and uh it's all about body alignment and changing the way my body moves uh, but yeah i think not having the load going through my back has actually helped it so much and uh just changing my movement patterns and everything has really helped and uh no i've just been able to train more on court spend more a lot more time on court get the hours up and uh yeah that's i think that's been the best thing for me so far it's been difficult to learn that sort of training. I mean, yoga can be quite complicated at times. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I've been doing it six times a week. It, it's frustrating because it's like a different language um, <laughs> when you learn it from the start, especially with the guy I do it. It's like a different language, but uh, you just keep improving each time. You can never really perfect it because it's so technical. But but yeah, I mean, so far so good. And uh, the proof has been in the amount of hours I've been able to stay on court. So. If I can stay healthy, then hopefully I can start getting some results. Uh, so you head out to, to the Middle East tomorrow night. So what, what's the process once you arrive? Um, so I get a COVID test at the airport upon arrival in Doha. And then I think we've got private transport where they'll take you to the official hotel and you have to isolate, I'm assuming, for 24 hours um, until you get your negative test result back. And then once... Assuming I'm negative, I'll be able to uh, train on site. So I'll be able to have three full days of training um, and then I'll play on the 10th. But I think you have to get a second negative test before you can compete. So one negative test to train, but then two to negatives to actually compete. Yeah. Yeah, it is very different. Uh, as we said, uh, you obviously had a taste of the Australian Open getting into the main draw uh, last year. Pretty tough first up opponent, the eight seed, Matteo Berrettini. Uh, what would it mean for you to, to get back in there this year? Oh, I mean, a huge deal. I mean, obviously, it was an amazing experience playing my first main draw, but, uh, yeah, I was pretty nervous and I sort of let the occasion get a bit, uh, get the better of me a bit. So hopefully this time I can actually earn my way through qualifying and then, you know, have another real crack at it with a, a year under my belt of past experience. So, yeah, it'd be amazing if I can really qualify this year. Just take us through what life is like. when You know, when you're playing qualifiers, you're playing you know, secondary tours at times, just desperate to break in, you know, to some of the big tournaments around the world. You mentioned, you know, this year was difficult mentally because everything COVID, but even in a normal year, how tough is sort of grinding away, trying to make your way into main draws through qualifying and, and so forth? Oh, mate, it's difficult. Obviously, the Challenger the challenger Tour, where you're playing predominantly most of the year for me right now, it's a grind. I mean, you know, the prize money is very small. You often go into places that aren't great. And, you know, you're playing guys, often guys, you know, top 100 still playing these events. And, uh, yeah, it's a bloody grind. Um, but it's actually, yeah, you've got to try and just get through that as best you can and get your ranking up so when you can start playing the bigger events where there's more points on offer and then 
yeah, chipping away at your ranking so so you can get into some of the qualities of the tour events and then obviously the next step up is getting yourself into a position where you can play the main draws. But yeah, it's definitely a grind, but it's something you just you just got to do and get past. Speaking to Australian tennis player Andrew Harris, you mentioned there it, it's a grind and obviously it's a sport that you absolutely love. But is there times where you think, what am I putting myself through this for? <laughs> um, no, I definitely do love it. it it's more when I have those sorts of thoughts is from a, a body standpoint. It's when my body's letting me down. I'm just like, I'm doing all these hours of, you know, rehab and training and all this. And it's like my body wasn't holding up. That's what I found more mentally difficult. But it's just amazing when my my back feels good again. It's like, it's amazing how much more I enjoy the sport. And I've really noticed that the last sort of couple of months where I've been feeling good. It's just like that enjoyment just comes back. And uh, yeah, I mean, when I'm happy, I'm obviously playing better tennis. So Hopefully, you know, I can play enough events this year and pain-free and just really sort of rise up the rankings. Now, some might not be aware that your mum is a former tour player and Minter, top 25 player. She was a quarter-finalist at the Australian Open in 1988. She won four titles uh, on the tour. Show me. I actually remember your mum playing, so that actually shows my <laughs> age uh, a little bit. But uh, I was reading an article where she just, she just can't even check your scores half the time. So... I mean, maybe the fact that you're playing overseas, she's probably not too worried about that. Oh, I mean, she'd probably prefer that, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, because even when I played, like, the junior Australian Open back when I was young, you know, she just hated coming to watch. And then, obviously, qualities a few times Australian Open. She just... I remember she saw her in the crowd uh, for a few minutes uh, watching me, but then she left. And then I was like, well, where'd you leave? And she said, no, I got too nervous. You couldn't even watch. So it's kind of funny, because my dad's the complete opposite. You know, he's really relaxed and can watch and wants to watch as much as he can. But, uh, yeah, my mum just, just can't handle it, which is sort of surprising considering, you know, she's been there before and, and played at that level. Well, some of the tennis p- parents go too far the other way, so it's probably good that uh, your mum is like that. But how much have you sort of lent on your mum for advice uh, over the years, as you say, given she's been there and done it? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, not a whole lot because she's always been pretty, uh, pretty low-key about her career. Um, she never – I mean, when I asked, she obviously – talk about it but um she's always like sort of kept it pretty pretty low-key all of her experiences and just let let me do my own thing and you know figure things out myself but if i ever want to talk to her about certain things she's always talk but it's sort of my dad's been the one who's been more more involved in my tennis sort of coaching me up until i was 14 and but um yeah but it definitely helps mum having some of that experience for sure but yeah not a huge amount of involvement with my tennis up to this point uh, Peter Mercado was talking on the uh, morning program this morning with Sam Edmund. We're talking about um, Christopher O'Connell. Just uh, mm-hmm. for the tennis fans out there that might not too not, might not know too much about Chris, he's a, he had a fantastic year in in 2019. Obviously, 2020 was difficult for everyone. But uh, just give us a snapshot of, of of Chris's tennis because he's same age as you, and uh, he's made some giant strides. Just give us an insight into Chris. Oh, you know, Chris, yeah, he's a great guy, good friend, a good friend of mine. But, uh, yeah, he's uh, battled with some injuries too for a while and was struggling. But then he, uh, you know, the year he had last year was just absolutely incredible. The amount of matches he won and stayed away all year and just played played tournament after tournament and just built built a lot of confidence from winning a lot of matches. And just shows, you know, when he could finally get healthy and play some consistent tennis, what, what he could do. So it was really good to see him succeed. And, you know, hopefully I can follow in those footsteps. So short-term goal, obviously, is to qualify for the Australian Open. That's what you're thinking about for the next week or so. But what are some of your, your other goals for 2021? Um, well, I mean, first and foremost, I think it's most important I can stay healthy for the full year. 
Um, and then, yeah, if I can, then just play full full tournament, full schedule, and try and you know push towards that top hundred ranking barrier. That's that's obviously the next goal. Oh, well, Andrew, we we wish you all the best. It's uh, it's uh, it's a different challenge this year going overseas and trying to qualify for the Australian Open. But uh, we hope you come back uh, and you're in the main draw for the second uh, year in a row. Safe travels uh, over to the Middle East, and uh, thank you for joining us on the show this afternoon. Uh, thank you, John. Have a good one. Great to chat to Andrew Harris, a young Australian tennis player on the way to the Middle East, trying to qualify for the Australian Open main draw. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.